Okay, welcome back, everybody. Um, so I'm going to be, since I've got all these books to read, um, that I'm going to try to finish by the end of the year. And I'm going to read every single one of them this year. So on our list, we've got starting out with How to Be a Gentleman, Revised and Expanded, A Timeless Guide to Timeless Manners by John Bridges. We also have The Obstacle is the Way, um, What Colors Your Parachute by uh, Boyles, I believe his name is. Jack Canfield's The Success Principle. Tony Robbins is Unshakable. No More Mr. Nice Guy, The Five Second Rule, No Excuses, Mindfulness, Kingdom Man, Manifest Your Destiny, The Secret, uh, The Mastery of Love, The Four Agreements, Keys to Success, Hand Me Another Brick, The Appeal by John Grisham, um, How to Win Friends and Influence Others, Think and Grow Richmond by Napoleon Hill, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, The Pilgrimage by Pablo Coelho, The Alchemist by Pablo Coelho, Love, Freedom, and Aloneness by Osho. And that's a really interesting one, to say the least. So those are on the reading list for this year. So we're going to go over, I'm going to do a little bit of reading. Um, I'm not going to read every single chapter, but... For tonight, we're going to start out with How to Be a Gentleman, and I'm just going to give little bits of excerpts and a little bit of readings about that, and maybe it could be a, a discussion point. Anyone feel free to call in if you want to talk about it, if you have an opinion about it. Um, so let's get started. Okay, so starting out with the fundamental things to apply, 10 eternal truths about gentleman life. That's pretty interesting to say the least, you know. Um, so starting out, number one, a gentleman says please and thank you readily and often. Number two, a gentleman does not dis disparage the beliefs of others, whether they relate to matters of faith, politics and sports, sports teams. A gentleman always carries a handkerchief and is ready to lend it, especially a weeping lady should need the arise, should the need arise. Number four, a gentleman never allows a door to slam in the face of another person, male or female, young or old, absolute stranger or longtime best friend. Number five, a gentleman does not make jokes about race, religion, gender, or sexual orientation, neither does he find such jokes amusing. That might be a little difficult for me at times because I can clown on some people, but we're going to grow on that. Number six, a gentleman knows how to stand in line and how to wait his turn. I think that's a big one right there. I think a lot of people just talk a lot of smack in line. Anywhere I've gone, I always hear someone complain, God, this is taking forever. So I, I could see how valuable that is. A gentleman is always ready to offer a hearty handshake. Now, that is a big deal. Um, like Fried Oreo always says at the end of, after his, like if you call in, he says, hey, I, with a firm grip, I shake your hand, you know, and that's a sign of respect. That's absolutely true because men who shake my hands with a weak grip, I tend to not respect. 
I, I think they're kind of shady or they're not my, I don't know, or they don't give a shit and they don't respect me. So I think that can be a big deal. I think if you ladies out there raising boys, teach them, shake a man's hand firmly, not weak. You know, it means something in sincerity. It's a connection point. So anyway, number eight, a gentleman knows or no keeps his leather shoes polished and his fingernails clean. Man, that is a big deal. I've seen some, you know, as much people spend money on Jordans and things like that around here. I just don't, I, I kind of dig it when I see a guy wearing, you know, I, 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 it's respect to me, you know, I mean, from me seeing a guy who polishes his shoes and takes good time and not just keeps buying new shoes just to collect. So yeah, um, men's footwear, I think we definitely can invest in great quality shoes because those are timeless pieces that can last a long time. A gentleman admits when he is wrong. I think that's very a big key because a lot of times in our world, it's about ego. Um, and if we admit our wrong, it is the false assumption that we are weaker. You know, I notice that with, um, with women, a lot of times they won't admit shit. But if we admit that it's like they capitalize it and they hold on to that shit and they ride the lightning on that one. But yeah, that's definitely um, when you admit you're wrong, I think it's courageous and I think it takes a lot of strength to do so. A gentleman does not pick a fight. You know, where I live, you can look at someone wrong and they'll talk shit. They'll be like, I'm ready to throw down. And to me, there's only a couple instances when you should throw down. One, someone gets in your face and you're in a corner. You can't get out of it. Throw down. I don't care how big they are. You know, if you can't get out of it, stand up, be strong, be cunning, strike first, strike fast. You know, disable them as much as possible and get the fuck away, you know. But be calculated and be careful. So, um, second instance, you can insult me all you want, but never insult my family in front of me. That's really pressing my buttons, you know. Like if my if a, a man is another man is talking shit to my woman, doesn't mean you have to pick a fight. But you say, hey, you know what? You can keep your comments to yourself. You got a problem with her, you can talk to me. But if your woman is getting out of line and I've seen women getting lippy, I don't know, that's a questionable statement. Sometimes I you don't want to back someone up who's just flying off the handle, you know. And I've seen, I remember one time I, I watched this black lady just totally talk smack to this other dude. And her man didn't want to stand up for shit. He didn't want to do nothing. And I don't blame him because she was in the wrong. And she got mad at him for not standing up for her. Because she was, as a woman, standing like a man, trying to stand like a man against another man. And that's something you just don't do. I think that more women can take lessons on being a lady. When you disagree with something, you have two choices. Either walk away or don't give it no mind. Simple as that. You know, or last but not least, you strike my child, you push him down, you're a mean and there's going to be blows. 
I don't even think that's about picking a fight, but for the most part, if it's just your ego and something you disagree with or someone just calling you a pussy or whatever, I just blow it off. Wouldn't care because nowadays it's like either someone's going to pull a knife, a gun, or you're going to go to jail, you know, so you better pick your, you know, picking a fight is not a good deal. And I think that's just something that we need to pay more attention to. So those are the top 10 things that this book is talking about. Now, chapter one, it's titled A Gentleman Experiences Real Life. And so we're going to go through a couple pages um, and let's see what he has to say. A gentleman knows how to make others feel comfortable. If a gentleman has a cold, especially if he is running a fever, he declines all social invitations. If it is possible, he even stays away from the office. Even if he lives alone, a gentleman never drinks milk directly from the container. Boy, I've done that one. <laughs> but, hey, drinking a out of a glass is much more sensible. But, I mean, let's face it. A lot of us just like, fuck, it's just right there. I'm just going to take a swig. Yeah, I guess, yeah, if you have to share it with other people in the household, who wants your nasty germs? Gentleman knows unseemly ha habits, although... They may seem innocuous, can easily become hard or even impossible to break. I don't know what I think about that. You know, so we're going to, he's, he goes into a couple different things in this chapter. And the first subject matter out of this book is about cell phones. So here's what he says about cell phones. Although cell phones have become unambiguous, oh no, unambiguous in the modern world, a gentleman does his best to use his cell phone in the most unobtrusive manner possible. He knows that while many consider a cell phone to be necessary or a necessity, there is no reason he should be obnoxious when using one in fact cell phones have even wireless headsets even become so common that no one is likely to be impressed by the fact that a gentleman owns one i'm gonna have to agree with that i think it's the stupidest thing when i see dudes with a headset on and they're going into like a restaurant like i remember when i was a waiter i used to see these guys always coming in with like those jawbone one earpiece uh bluetooth sets and you'd see them on and and they're having dinner with their wives and i'd just be like that's the stupidest fat I, I i don't think it's cool i think someone's spending too much time on a movie and if you're taking a phone call while you're at dinner i think in my personal opinion that's pretty pathetic you know so anyhow um Let's see. In fact, cell phones, even in wireless headset, blah, 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 impressed his own one. He needs not flaunt his new, newest gadgets, no matter how expensive or cutting edge they may be, in hopes of impressing others with social or professional status. A gentleman who seeks a shore up his self-image by the use of gadgetry, especially among strangers, is very needy indeed. I guess yeah, I could agree with that. I see a lot of guys bragging about, oh yeah, I got the new iPhone X or uh, whatever. The gentleman knows to incessant, incessant, 
incessant use of his cell phone can only make it clear that the, he values the person on the other end of the telephone's conversation far more highly than the person who are in his company. Boy, that's true. I think that I was at the store tonight and this guy was like, we're a self-serve checkout at Safeway. And he's like, I don't know how to do these club points and I need to figure this shit out. And he's talking on a cell phone to whoever. And he's like, I don't know. And the guy was like saying, I don't know where these motherfucking attendants are. And, and the guy was like, the attendant was helping someone else. And he's like, hey, 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 come here. And he, while well, I still on his cell phone talking. So I thought that was pretty, that's really rude. But you can definitely tell the quality of a person that that is very freaking ghetto. Anyhow. So, going forward, such behavior is at best an ill-mannered and irritating. At its worst, it grows tedious and may well lead to unpleasant confrontations with total strangers, theaters, ushers, train conductors, and airport security. A gentleman's telephone calls, whether they concern business or private matters, are still his personal affair. He does not force others to listen while he negotiates real estate deals, while he makes plans for Saturday night outing, or while he recreates vivid detail every play of the past weekend's rugby game or football game. Other people, after all, are probably no more interested in the dealings of his day-to-day -day existence than he is interested in theirs. Now that hits me personally because I've had personal conversations with friends over the phone and I'm just talking out loud through the stores, whatever, and it makes me a little more conscious. I think that any man conducting business especially should be done privately and not outwardly. I think that that is a great deal of respect for yourself. And let alone, you don't want to give one of your business tips to somebody else. So, yeah. I think these are very uh, powerful things. So, um, interesting. Anyhow, if a gentleman finds that he truly must initiate or receive a phone call while he is in a public place, he moves to a place where he least likely become a nuisance to others. He knows that virtually impossible to conduct a quiet cell phone conversation, especially when he is in a crowded restaurant, the aisle of a grocery store, or the lobby of a theater. If the person on the other end of the conversation can hear him, a gentleman had best assume that every person within earshots can probably hear him too. Yeah, like I was just saying. Even in business meetings or when he is conducting business at mealtime, a gentleman still says, excuse me, before answering a call. Even if it is related to the business at hand, he does not make a phone call during business meeting unless there are pertinent to the topic of the currently on the table, unless it is appropriate for the content and conversation to be shared with everyone else within hearing distance. Yeah, I don't think there's too many instances that happens, but I think if you said, pardon me, I need to take a call, excuse me for a moment, or just let it go to your voicemail. I think that's even better. 
A gentleman would never be so rude or self-important to cover the phone with his hand, turn his head away from the rest of the table, and mutter, Excuse me, folks, but this isn't something everybody here needs to, to be on. Well, then take yourself out of the room. That's what I would say. So here's some tips that they give. A gentleman knows that it is appropriate for him to use his cell phone if he is alone, if he's in a certain, if he is certain that his conversation will not disturb and annoy others, if he is a doctor receiving a call from answering his, his answering service or from his office, if he is a father expecting a report from his children from their babysitter, if he is at a rousous event such as a football game where his shouting will only add to the general uproar. Well, I guess I could see that. If it is truly necessary for him to bring another person into the conversation at business meeting at the very mo at that very moment. And the last one, if he truly believes there is a chance that the emergency is in the offing. Hmm, I don't know what to think about that. Anyhow, but let me give you some examples of what he says. Don't take a phone call. When he is behind a wheel of a vehicle or of any type, in the midst of a church service or during the theater performance, a movie or a concert, at a table in a restaurant of any type, be as fast food or first class, in the waiting room or the examining room of a doctor's office, when standing in line at the grocery store, the post office, deli, or any other place where customers may find themselves trapped as unwilling witnesses to his conversation, in an elevator unless he is alone or, or in the company of only friends and co-workers, in the workout room at his gym. Oh boy, I, yeah, that's a good one. And on the quiet car of a train. Um, yeah, I could see that. In the cabin of an airplane, unless someone actually dire emergency demands it. Last one. In any place where a signage or public announcement notifies him that the use of a cell phone is not permitted. Well, interesting. And that's just the first couple pages of this book. So we know what we're looking at in our behavior. And it raises definitely awareness about my own behavior. Because I've done some of these things and not thought about it. So, Shaping a Better Character as a Man, How to Be a Gentleman is a great resource by John Bridges. You can find it on Amazon. I think it's about 10 bucks. Um, I've also seen this guy speak on YouTube. So we're going to close out tonight with that reading and we will go on tomorrow night, if at all possible, with the next segment of, you know, Gentleman Thoughts at Night, a finer way to becoming a good gentleman. So if you found my topic interesting, please call in, give me a clap. If you like it on iTunes, please give me a rating. I appreciate any rating possible. This is Good Vibes at Jason B, a Broad Minds and More podcast, and take care.